Membres de la presse britannique. Hello, members of the British press. Je suis ravi d'être ici. I am delighted to be here in your country. And I will be happy to answer any questions now. Uh, Mr. President, I'll put it to you that you're not Nicholas Sarkozy, but are in fact former F1 racing driver Jean Lacy in a suit. Mais c'est ridicule. This is ridiculous. I've heard people claiming this before. And whilst I admit I do look a little like the person you mentioned, I must emphasize that I am not journalist. Le question, Next question. Monsieur President, do you regret leaving Ferrari at the end of 1995, thus missing the chance to beat Michael Schumacher to the World Championship once, possibly even twice? Oui, yes. I really should never have gone to stupid Benetton with my mate Gerhard Berger. Oh, merde. Oh, super agurie. They had effects on board as well, so you could do everything. Welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed as we discuss the merits of the Fairlight. You didn't know we'd started. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We're geeking out. <laughs> but we really should talk about the motor industry first. With me, as ever, Richard Porter and Zog. Good news for Land Rover or bad news for Land Rover and Jaguar? I think it's probably good news. I'm, I'm quietly optimistic about this. The CEO of Jaguar Land Rover is a guy called Jeff. Pilates, Pilates, I never know how to pronounce Pilates? it. Pilates? Pilates, that's right. He's, he's the guy who's always doing the physical yeah, jerks. He's right. his knees back really far. Uh, down facing dog. And, um, th- which is, I that's think yoga. it's a Pilates. Is that yoga? That's yoga. Where are we going now? Sorry, that distracted us already. <laughs> I don't right? know, I know that. A minute in, and we're already talking <laughs> more rubbish. Uh, yes, Can anyway, this, the boss today? of Jaguar Land Rover is uh, apparently, uh, I've spoken to people who've worked for him, a brilliant, brilliant boss. He's a great manager of people. He's an inspiring boss. He knows what works. And you can see it in the stuff that Jaguar and Land Rover have been making. You know, that XF's a corking car. The XK's a great car. He's realised that, you know, it's all about beauty and power and being modern for a change. So Mm -hmm. that's Jaguar sorted. Land Rover never really lost their way. And they've turned out some good stuff. You know, whatever you think about the SUV boom, they are making cars that people want to buy. More power to their elbow. And there's clever things, putting the Freelander into Halewood so that that factory's now running at full chat, and it doesn't matter if they don't sell any X-types, because they could make one a month, as long as the line's running, making Freelanders. Jobs are good, and, and the crucial thing is, it all seems to be working out, and Tata's explicit aim is not to mess with that. I, mean, I, th- I think the main thing is that, is that you know, I mean, you've got a lot more detailed insight into this than, than me, certainly, but it seems to me that as, essentially as long as the companies are getting a new owner that believes in them and is prepared mm. to back them with money and you know, not interfere in a clueless way, which, which, which I, I get the impression is Tyler's intention there, but, yeah. you know, reasonably hands-off, it's a good thing. Well, if you look at the way that the previous owners of Land Rover certainly went wrong, it was always uh, British Aerospace didn't give them any money, and so the model development was reliant on Honda and the cars they had to do themselves, which was what the MGF and the Freelander, you know, they did for like £5.50. And, and it showed because the quality wasn't good enough. Then BMW came in and were probably two hands off to start with, but then two interfering laterally. And they made some crashing errors like, you know, launching the Rover 75, the first car that they'd done with a proper budget. And the day it's announced, the Boeing Motor Show, the boss of BMW stands up and says, we might have to close some factories and things aren't good enough. And it was just like, what a PR disaster that was. And I just hope that 
Tata will compensate where BAE failed by giving them money, but secondly, they will also be hands-off enough that they won't start the interference process. There's some incredible stories about when BMW owned Rover and things like. The well, it was Mini a real culture program. clash, wasn't there, between yeah. the, between essentially the you know the Rover company culture and the the BMW. Yeah. company culture. And there's an incredible story which is, uh, is very very geeky but basically they were developing the new Mini mostly and it's not said enough that the first generation new Mini was basically done in Britain it wasn't a BMW car mm-hmm. they assumed control of it but it was done by, by people at Longbridge and Gaydon and um, they've been progressing that the base model would have drum brakes at the back because it's cheaper to do but BMW in Munich had decided they'd have discs all round and had already sort of gone ahead with telling suppliers this, but hadn't bothered to tell the blokes developing the car. And it just apparently came up in conversation one day between a German engineer and a British one. And they were like, well, why are we wasting our time? And that's just plain stupid. Yeah, just, so know, there was a whole culture mismatch and lack of communication and stuff like that. Now, I think if Tata just give Jaguar Land Rover the money they need to, to do some good new products, which from what I gather are coming anyway and Jaguar started off well with the XF and yeah, 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 great what 10,000 orders in the bank or they've got 5,000 orders in the US you know that car's already doing good business for them it's a great car it's a genuinely good car I've spent a lot of time in that car and it is honestly you don't mm. have to go well it's really good mm, well it's a Jag so I'm going to be nice about it it is yeah, actually yeah. honestly a, a great, great car, car. Yeah. Mm. funny squeaky noise yeah that's our pizza turning up outside yeah, yeah. Hey. Um, I, I just want to say this really quickly that I think uh, the Indian culture is a great match with British culture because of our historical links. And I think you could take both Jaguar or Land Rover and slap on a bit of Indian culture and it would fit well. For instance, you could do a Jag and the base model could be the Korma. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> right, the slightly hotter one could be the Madras. And if you want, like, you know, the R series, well, that would be the Thal, wouldn't it? <laughs> do you think that makes good sense? XJ Thal. Yeah, XJ Thal. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to send you back to branding <laughs> school. <laughs> okay, sir, enjoy this test drive. You're in the new Jaguar XJ Madras. Okay, sir, put your foot down. Oh, this is. Are you okay, sir? It's a, it's a bit hot for me. Oh, what are you doing? I'm just pouring some yoghurt on you. Oh, can I have the bill, please? Am I the only one who thinks that the wholesale of Land Rover and Jaguar to Tata is a bit like Dr. Evil again, because what did Tata pay for it? One billion pounds. Well, if I could stop you there, Gareth, it was uh, 1.15. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, here's the thing. It we get our facts right here on this programme. One five billion pounds. I always get confused with billions, right? We're now dead it's generally a thousand million. It's a thousand million, yeah. isn't it? The American That's standard the rather than the, kind of the old-fashioned British it. standard was a million million, wasn't it? Which yeah, but nobody does that. No one does that anymore. No one does that anymore. I can't Let's count over that. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, calculator doesn't go that high. Anyway, what's interesting is Jaguar and Land Rover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Land Rover yeah. and Jaguar. 1.15 billion pounds. Now, um, David Dave Richards and his Iraqi... Not Iraqi. <laughs> <laughs> Q80 partners. partners. Yeah. 
paid uh, 955 million for Aston Martin, which is a tiny company in comparison. Mm. So not that. Well, I know we're dealing in relative things here, but you know, not but that much. But it seems like less. you're getting an awful lot for your 1.15 billion pounds, is what and you're saying. Land Rover. Or basically, let's be honest. I think for a lot of people who've been speculating about this deal, you're getting Land Rover who make money, and you're kind of getting Jaguar thrown in for free because they don't uh, make money at the moment. But it brings you a lot of prestige mm. because you're, exactly. you know, yeah, yeah, who wouldn't want Jaguar? India is absolutely rocking at the moment. Look, they've bought a Formula One team, right? They've now bought two of the best-known motoring brands on the planet. You know, if there's a top 20 or a top 10, Jaguar and Land Rover mm. are probably in there. People yeah. would name them, wouldn't yeah. they? India's got a great space programme. You know, they're, they're building polar launches and things like this. I know I'm going off topic here, but if Britain were to sort Good of topic. get back into uh, space in a big way, because we don't have our own launches, we don't have our own astronauts, a good partner for us is not CNES, the French space programme, or ESA, which we're part of in a very small way, but India. So, anyway, that's all I, I like wanted to say. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I could go with that. Yeah. Sorry, I went off on one there, guys. But um, b- back to Land Rover <laughs> and, and Jaguar. Meanwhile, back on Earth. I also heard... <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Towley. I, I also heard this week that a bunch of people who put deposits down for the F-Type when it was mooted that Ford would build the F-Type for Jaguar or allow yeah. Jaguar to build the yeah. F-Type yeah. Um, are still hanging on to their deposits now because there's every hope now that Tata have got hold of uh, Jaguar that they will build an F-Type. Who are these people, though? Who are these people yeah. who put their money down? Do they sort of trudge into their local Jag show every week and go, any sign of it? No, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, okay. No, do you want your money back? No, no, you keep it. It's okay, it's fine. That must have been like in 1990. They probably put down like £100. Because in those days, that was a lot of money. <laughs> and, um, yeah, there have been two goes at an F-Type now. There was, there was a mid-engine one, wasn't there? Well, before that, was a front-engine one. Yeah. Uh, which looked not dissimilar to the XK, the original. XK220. Yeah. yeah. No, no, well, oh. yeah, a bit of that, a bit of that. Yeah. A bit of uh, XK8, as sort of came out in the mid-90s. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it was, it sort of started The skate, Richard. That's what they call it in California, the, the SK8. Oh, you, you drive know. a skate? Skate, skate? And if you look at it, it looks like a skate. I don't mean a roller skate. I mean one of those great barbled manta ray job things, you know? Oh, I was behind the one. Fish. I was behind an XK8 convertible in traffic this morning, and I thought... Oh, I like those. Mm. They're quite cheap now as well. We ain't relatively mm. come for ten mm. grand. Or As these things like go, I've got yeah. ten grand just lying but around. He, but he's, he's got ten grand to play on. Oh, I would buy Why one. Not? Anyway, um, yeah, so X, X, the original F-Type uh, big coupe thing, like the XK, it became, but it was supposed to be more of a sports car. And then they just kept putting more stuff on it, and it became four-wheel drive, and it got a twin turbo, straight six, and then suddenly it became so heavy. And that's one of the first things that Jaguar's last new owners, as they were, Ford, came in and went, well, what are you doing? And they went, well, actually, we don't know, we've forgotten that. <laughs> and they cancelled it. They and went then, more off-topic than I did talking about space, though. Can I they? completely geek out, though, and tell you something funny about that F-Type project, the XJ41-42? They cancelled it, they launched an emergency programme to see if they could just reskin the XJS to make a new Jaguar Coupe. Then Ford said, all right, go on, tell you, you can have a bit more money, do a proper job on it, make the XK8 which is what happened but in the meantime that short notice quick fix project just to basically reskin the XJS and possibly supercharge it Project XX uh, became the Aston Martin DB7 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. bada bing I hereby claim my five pounds there's this vague idea that a lot of people have that, that those two cars are related, but the detail yeah. of where they came from is... Yeah, uh, yeah, it's you know, probably a pressing in common transmission mm. tunnel. From my, my final thought on the Jaguar Land Rover thing, and I'm really pleased that Tata have, have done this. I think it's great because, coming back to my point earlier on, that India's rocking at the moment. There's a whole number of concept cars which are 
built knocked up from bits of steel in India they have the skill mm. in India to do that I mean I know Ratan Tata by the way Ratan Tata isn't that the sound of a snare drum Ratan Tata says he's, he's going to hands off you know, he wants the British skills oh, he likes massive that. end at, uh, uh, at the end of a big power ballad no one could be further from a power ballad than lovely, soft, gentle Ratan Tattoo lives in a house with his two dogs that he's lived in for 20 years. He lives years in a house? With, on his own. He's unmarried. Does he? Yeah. Does he? I didn't yeah. know that. And he gets driven to work every day in a tatter. Not a Rolls Royce. One of the richest men in the subcontinent. Possibly the richest man in the subcontinent. Richer than God. The man's hugely rich. No, do you know, do you know the thing about... <laughs> what? <laughs> the thing about Ratan Tata, yeah. apart from that, which is quite interesting, is the fact that, is something you pointed out to me the day, and now I can't get it out of my mind. <laughs> he looks like Larry Grayson. <laughs> he does. Oh, shut that door. Oh, nice doll, Sills. Isn't the quality from Hailwood ever so good? It seems like a nice boy. Now, let's see if you could remember what was on the conveyor belt. Um, uh, PG tips um, um, uh, oh, uh, British steel um, I, uh, it was a Land Rover Land Rover with, um, and, uh, uh, oh Jaguar Jaguar uh, yeah uh, Jaguar didn't he do well now you could take all those prizes home with you but in fact I have done already oh what a gaiden day My final point, though, on the whole uh, Jaguar Land Rover thing, is do you think Tata may have bought these two companies at the wrong time? And in an age when everyone's downsizing, and even me, you've heard me say this on the show before, I'm thinking, I've got to get a smaller car because I simply won't be able to afford to drive it in London. That's going to spread everywhere, and Tata may have bought a big, lovely, green, white elephant. Green as in British racing green. Wouldn't have thought uh, so, because no. people are still going to buy cars, and they're going to be built by, oh, you know, cars innocent of personal transport. Yeah. Those things are going to be built by car manufacturers, and, what they and those are two big brands yeah. that are going to carry and make bought, those things. above all, it doesn't matter on the cars they make at the moment, excellent though they are, what they've bought is two brands, yeah. and, and the names are important. In the future, more than ever, what you want is some kind of posh name or a bargain basement name. You don't want the Marks and Spencer syndrome of being stuck in the middle. It's what scuppered Rover, it's what makes life difficult for Vauxhall, and sometimes for Ford as well. You want to be either up there or down at the bottom. Now, actually, what Tata have got is two really, really blue-chip great names that you could sell a dog poo with them their badges on if it was the right dog poo they've also got the bargain basement bit covered you know Tata might start selling cars under their own name in Europe mm. they've got a bit of a bridgehead mm. there in terms of they've got their own engineering centre already in, in the Midlands but now they can pool their resources get a bit of uh, staff crossing over between Gaiden well let's face it they know what they're doing up there you know they've engineered some great cars Ooh. considering that the budget of the Jaguar XF which they won't tell anyone because I think they're embarrassed that it's not that big. And they have turned out a world-class car on, on probably what BMW would spend on a rear suspension. Um, so um, no, they, they've got names. They're kind they've of embarrassed by how efficient they are and yeah, how They can be intelligent about this, but use the names. Look what happened to Lexus. Lexus still isn't 
considered the same sort of footing as Mercedes or BMW or Jaguar in Europe because it's a new boy it's the nouveau riche of the luxury cars you need a name you can do anything with a name just treat it right and it'll treat you and right and by any objective standard I think we'd, we'd agree that Lexus absolutely is up there mm. in terms of in terms of how good the vehicles are in terms of yeah, how well they're, they're built fine, yeah, yeah. yeah but would you, right you honest, I'll drive a Lexus no it's just <laughs> it's not saying I drive a Jaguar something a bit naughty about it but if you know XK's doing well XF takes off they come out with a new F-type and, and all these yeah. things they'll get young people into Jags Jag is a name people know about Jaguars yeah. it's perfect does it's this great. mean though there's going to be a bit of uh, cross pollination between the Tata brand and the Jaguar and Land Rover brand are we going no, to see only a behind ta- the scenes. I, yeah, I want to see a Tata Nano Vogue or a Tata Nano County well, let's not it's forget only that Tata, in Gareth World. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Tata made that dreadful small car for Rover, so there could be the City Range Rover or something. But let's pray that doesn't happen. And they did. All right, lads. Here, brushed and parted. Straighten your toys. Cameras at the riddle. The new owners of Jag going to be here any second. Whoa. Hello, Jagger. I am delighted to be here to meet you all. What the bloody hell? Where's them Russian lesbians what brought us out? No, Dave. Tata. Of all the things I've said, this is the stupidest, isn't it? Gareth Jones got score up The F1 season's got off to, well, initially a tremendous start, if you're a Lewis Hamilton fan, and the second race, if you're a Kimi fan, another good yeah. good start, yeah? yeah uh, great start of the season. Yeah, uh, w- did we say at the start of the season who we thought was going to be the champion? I think we agreed it's probably going to be Lewis or Kimi, no yeah. one else. Yeah, I mean, I think I said, my, my feeling going into the season was, Kimi's going to win the Drivers' Championship, Ferrari are going to win the Constructors' Championship, but they're going to have a really hard time pushed by McLaren all the way and you know anytime they drop the ball anytime they get anything wrong anytime they've got bad luck you know McLaren and specifically Lewis are going to be there to pick up the pieces yeah. and I think what we've seen in the first two races you know, to me pretty much confirms that except that McLaren if anything are probably a little bit stronger than I thought they would be yeah, and agreed. Peggy Kovalainen is going to give Lewis a much harder time yeah I that's the interesting bit he's yeah I, yeah, I mean th- there are all kinds of interesting things happening further down the field it's hokey kegelo kegelo lovalum Hokey-lover-lover, Yeah, put your left leg in, your right leg in, hokey-lover-lover, and... No, sorry. Also, BMW are there nipping at the ankles of absolutely everyone, and my seven-year-old son looked at me with a very serious face, which is very unusual for him, the other day and said, Dad... I'm certain Kubitz is going to win a race this season. I think he's right. Um, the oracle has spoken. Of, and wisdom of children. Yeah. Out of the Un- mouths of babes. What are they? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Unfettled right, by any bias, he just sees him always in there. Sebastians. He's uh, yeah. yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> but he's probably right. I mean, if the opening is there, if Ferrari and McLaren leave the door open, yeah, yeah. Kubitz mm. will grab a, a win. Quite mm. like now. F1. Unless it's about haircuts. Unless, oh, unless Hyde from It's not kind to him when no, he gets yeah, the podium because he takes He's receding off. slightly. That's I'm the thing. You know, it's not the haircut. You know, you're being how can that be? a man who's losing his hair. How can Kubica be bald at 23, is he? He's a young yeah, chap. Well, it's, just, it's, it's a worry. Unfortunate. But also, it just it, it plasters to his head. He needs to go for a bit of a 
you know, a crop sort of thing, because it yeah. must have, Basically, he takes his lid off, he looks like a sex pest. <laughs> 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 and since Eddie Irvin left the sport, we haven't had many. So, you're on comedy form for this podcast, well done. There's, apart from, like, the, the sporting aspect of Formula One at the moment, there's a, there's a small amount of broadcasting in business. In that, here, in the UK, and this will affect a lot of coverage of Formula One around the world, it's no longer in the hands of ITV, who have employed me for 20-something years, mm. on and off. Uh, and it's gone to BBC, who have also employed me, on and off, for 20 years. I'm currently still employed Richard. Water, so it must 10 be, years, must on be and good off news. So, yeah. yes, Am I the only person in the world and this isn't any bias towards ITV for me, who is slightly disappointed that it's gone to the BBC from the simple fact I love adverts in Formula One. What? Well, yeah. okay, I mean, you're the only person what? in this room that thinks that. I can yeah. guarantee it. I mean, <laughs> the only person in the world who thinks, why? Why? Do you want, because you need a wee? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I need a wee. I, mean, yeah. I think I've always talked about I, weeing on this I hate for some reason, but I just, <laughs> just, numbers. just run, run, turn the volume up and run and leave the door open and risk the wrath of your I, friends and family who are around I can't, around. I can't. You know, the I number mean, of times they come out of a commercial break and, 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 and you know, somebody's off in the gravel and they say, oh, you've just missed this, but... Uh, but you then see the it. Blank. But you then see it. If you're watching it live and you get that one chance, you, 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 you haven't been for a wee, but you've seen the action. I never miss the action when there's an advert. I get it immediately after the break. Mm. It doesn't bother me. You're I like the tension. It. I tell you what, no. next time we go to Le Mans, no. we're going to put a black bag over your head for about sort of five minutes <laughs> every hour and just kind of give you sensory deprivation they just whip it off and then fill you in on what happened yeah. in the last five minutes how about that <laughs> thank you John <laughs> alright alright so um, we'll do it in a restaurant you'll just be oh I'll have a little bit of this and then I'll, we'll put a bag over your head and then I'll, I'll eat it and, and then I'll describe what it was like <laughs> there you go there there you go. Go. Yeah. Oh, so lovely. if we were going to put the A team together for coverage of uh, Formula 1 on the BBC we'd keep Brundle wouldn't we oh yes. yeah Brundle on top of the list would we me. keep Ted Kravitz? No. No? I, I think Ted's good. I yeah, think Ted's I, good. Would we I keep think Louise? He specialises in stating the obvious. They put some tyres on the car. <laughs> they're tyres. They're tyres. They're tyres. Yes, they're tyres. They're probably red. And then they'll come back and Bruno will go, no, look red. Those are black tyres. <laughs> it's just, no, I, don't, I, don't, I find him slightly feckless. So, Louise, uh, I, I quite mean, like. Louise, I was, was going to say, angled your original. I, yeah, I think, I, I think she's, she does a very good job with uh, grabbing the drivers. Uh, yeah. You know, when she's that can't be getting easy. those in race interviews. They seem to like her. Yeah. They'll talk to her, which yeah. is good. You need that. But I think there's no chance that she'll make the transition over to the BBC. I think, mm. you know, I think they will hang on to Brundle um, because, you know, where else are you going to get somebody with that depth of experience yeah. knowledge about the sport, former driver able to talk about what is going on on track with you know, real yeah. first experience, yeah. who can actually talk fluently they would be mad to get rid yeah. of Brundle because there, there's no, no. They're, just, they're never going to get him to replace him. legend. Yeah. But if you want to... But everyone else is sorry, but, but, but everyone else is expendable because they're too ITV branded mm. and yeah. you know, whereas Brundle above everything is, you know, he's, he's F1 he's branded isn't tell, tell you what though guys, right you could, and I have a feeling this could happen, replace Louise with Tamara Eccleston. I would have no problem with that uh, suggestion. Um, well, the girl's an idiot. I mean, what are <laughs> I was going to try and say something positive, but no, the girl's an idiot. And also, you know, how incisive is her? 
analysis going to be when Daddy's analysis? Around? Sorry, sorry. She, she is. Can't say analysis without saying. I'm sure she's a perfectly reasonable person, but in my opinion, she's too posh for broadcasting. And the other person I'd quite like to see uh, sticking Lawrence around. Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen? I mean, Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. He's too posh for broadcasting. And he's Welsh. How dare he be posh? Anyway, <laughs> sorry. That, that's, I'm sorry. Call me a communist. Um, yes. Uh, but, old, uh, old uh, what's his name? Di- uh, Detective Inspector Mark Blundell. I was proceeding in a westerly direction down a pit straight. Uh, what he'd done there is he'd done, gone put the car on pole. Yeah, I quite <laughs> like it. I mean, I know he, he mangles the English language. He's just one of the things. What are you going to do? Again, he was actually uh, quite a tasty driver. And, uh, and, and fair play to him. I, I quite like that extra insight. He's, he's got credibility in that respect even if he can barely speak so yeah keep him keep Brundle keep the ex-drivers basically get rid of the other lot including that man that I don't like very much who we won't talk about Oh yeah, so so I'm going to say one more thing as well. Just that, that you may, have, if you live in the UK, seen a story in the Times newspaper last week that uh, Richard Hammond was going to front up the BBC's F1 coverage, mm-hmm. and that uh, maybe the rest of the Top Gear guys would get involved with their zany antics. Complete rubbish, utter fabrication. The newspapers lie. It's and, not and, true. And, you heard and, it and Richard, you, Richard, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, Richard works on Top Gear, so I mean that's not an official statement, but it's the truth, isn't it? Yeah, I spoke to Richard. Today, uh, clang, <laughs> yeah. crazy beat Richard. But no, I did. I spoke to Hammond today because I work with him. He's a bloke I work with, yeah. and uh, yeah, he's, uh, and and yeah, it's absolute nonsense. It's just it's. It's, he doesn't really like F1 that much. He's a biker at heart. He can watch bike racing. He doesn't like motor racing. If he did it, it would be, it would be a silly move. And, and uh, there's no question. We're making Top Gear. We're busy doing that. We can't go gallivanting around the world. All right. We'll, Nonsense. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. But I'll leave you with one final thought. Far be it for me to use my own podcast to promote my own career. But if the BBC were looking for someone who's capable of doing interviews in the pit lane and has done them for A1 Grand Prix and knows more about Formula 1 than he deserves to know, there's a bloke called Gareth Jones who I believe is available at the moment. Oh, I thought you were going to say Zog. Oh, hey. <laughs> They're all up for it. Actually, you should give Gareth a job. Thank you. You really should. Say goodbye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. And uh, we'll, leave you with, uh, we'll leave you with our first rave tune, I think. Dancing to the Sound of Engines. <laughs> Watch my body part 
Subscribe to the show for free at iTunes or GarethJones.tv. Email us at onspeed at GarethJones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed was made by Wizbang. Man.